0: Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What is going on, everybody? Another Wednesday, another live. This time, we're going live with Scott Ferguson. He was the dailies colorist on Game of Thrones, and has worked with HBO, Disney, BBC, the list goes on. Now he's color grading a lot too. So I'm not sure if it happened after Game of Thrones, but we have tons of questions for him. Thank you each and every one of you for just loading me up with so many questions. I don't even think we're gonna be able to hit every like single question that I have on here. But I am I curated everything, so it, it turns into a story. We go from start to finish and then everything in between. So he's live. Let me bring him on and let's get going.
1: What's going on, Scott? Hey, man. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm very good. Yeah. I'm just, just going to turn you up a little bit.
0: <laughs> okay. Love your accent, man. Oh
1: yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I've just finished. I finished my work day today. I guess you're just getting started with yours. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So what, what time is it over there?
1: It's like 7 p.m.
0: Hmm. I play I play FIFA and all the updates and everything <laughs> happens based on England. So it's like six p m yeah. your time, and like, I think yeah. it's ten a m my time. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I remembered it when I used to play it a lot. Now I kind of took a break and I gotta go back to it. but it's yeah, just it's yeah. addicting. I spent thousands of dollars on the ultimate team, and it's just, it's bad, man.
1: And then you still get beaten by a
0: 10-year-old. And so then like you was, was, oh, my God. Like, you know, my wife comes in and every single time, and she's like, why are you screaming? And then now she's yeah. so used to it. She just knows. It's like she just hears me screaming in this room and spending $100. I'm like, I'm going to beat this kid with money, and it doesn't work. Um, okay, so... Scott, so excited to have you! People are so pumped. Thank you. And the question—I've been
1: watching your stuff for a long time, so I'm really excited to be here,
0: dude. It just—I'm like, I can't, I can't control my smile. I had a <laughs> Game of Thrones running in the background, you know? I thought, I thought it would be cool, and it was the worst idea because I was writing down all my questions and I kept watching it because I started with episode one, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about this. So I just, I'm like, this is going to be a terrible yeah, just... idea. <laughs> Um, Okay, so so many questions and we have one hour so we're going to try to attack everything but first of all guys uh let me just say this again his handle is scott underscore evil so just go give him all the follows i mean just tons of epic stuff is happening okay so you gotta follow yeah, people him.
1: have been hitting me up in my DMs, so I'll, I'll i'll answer all the questions that i got in my dms but there was quite a lot so i'll get to i'll get to them after work tonight
0: brother i love it and it just <sighs> yeah it, it means the world to everybody so like people are just so interested to know about this and so am i because i I'm just going to be very transparent, don't know the first thing about, you know, dailies color grading because I've never done it. So it's just one of those things that, you know, I want to hear out more about it, too. I mean, I know in theory, like things that I've read or, you know, classes that I've taken to kind of understand it. But being, you know, in the battlefield and doing it is a completely different story, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I didn't know anything about dailies color at all whenever I started. So when game of thrones came along um i was working at the post facility where i still work um yellow moon in in hollywood um here in northern ireland um and i was originally hired as like a pa like i was going to be getting lunches and like all of that kind of stuff uh which i was thrilled about like this was my first big gig in 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 kind of drama um but a few months before that, I I was trying to learn how to be an editor and be an assistant editor at the post house. Um, and they they were gonna send me on a training course. And I said, Well, I don't want to learn editing because I'm learning that from all you guys here. So let me pick something else. So do you remember Apple Color?
0: Oh, of course. I started yeah, so Apple color. I
1: went on the yeah, I went on the three-day Apple certified Pro like Color course because I thought it sounded cool. Um So i went and did that and then about six months after that they like scrapped the whole software and like (laughs) just decided not to make it anymore um but um so i I had done that and i was in a meeting um with the the rest of the production team um getting ready to kick off season one they hadn't decided if they were going to shoot on film or digital yet Hmm. um, because the pilot was shot on film um, wow. And some, yeah, some scenes in the first episode are still filmed that they've they've lifted straight from the pilot. Um, yeah, I, I think you can tell, but you know, I think they've done a good job right. of 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 hiding them. Um, but they said in the meeting that you know if we if we're gonna go with digital, we're gonna have to to color the dailies. We're gonna need somebody to color the dailies, and that probably means getting somebody from London or LA or something to right. to fly out. I was like, okay, and I didn't really think anything more of it. Um, and then I was having a casual conversation with uh, one of HBO's technical architects, Steve Barris, uh, who I'm still very good friends with and is now, I think, vice president of all production for HBO. My so God. he's like, he's oh, like,
0: Jesus. Yeah.
1: um And I mentioned that I had done this Apple color course. I was I was an Apple certified yeah. pro yeah, yeah. Um, in color correction. Um, and I don't know it, it in my Mind in my memory, it feels like it was the next day, it might not have been, but basically, from then it was like, right okay then you're going to color the dailies. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, so then I think the next thing, the next thing, um, I remember is we were getting test footage in from the Alexa, um, and sitting down with the, the lead DP on season one, a guy called Marco Pontecorvo um and uh and alex sakharov who alex sakharov has went on to to direct like ozark and game of thrones and, oh, wow. and loads of other stuff but he was a dp on season one um and just grading uh we didn't have time to get a, a color panel so i was grading with the mouse inside final cut <laughs> like oh just dragging God. the color whe- dragging yes. the color wheels around uh, like we were hastily trying to build like a, a, a cobble together like a, a makeshift um grading studio um and we shot season one. Season one ended up being shot on the Alexa, um, but we shot on tape. Mm. Um, so the the color process, and this is the only season that we did this on because it was huh. so new. Um, the color process, I, I, I don't want to get bogged down in technical no, stuff. No no, are in boring, no, but, no, um, no, 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 get um, in there. The no,
0: no, no, no. People are, everybody's a nerd here, so get in yeah. there.
1: So the process was that they would bring the tapes from set. There was S, by S backups, but we were using the tapes. Um, old school log and capture, time code, like renaming stuff took forever. But there was an HD link pro, uh, which was in between the um, the ingest machine and the tape deck so that uh, we would apply a, a lot, which was... the the only inputs that we had were rgb curves saturation and contrast and that was it that was the only thing that you could you could use to to put any sort of look onto it so i would do that with the shot and then play the tape and the tape would run through the HD Link pro and into the machine um, and that would apply the look and we would have to do that every single night and because there was no like i can't go back and look at the last shot that i did i just have to keep you know i just have to keep moving forward so then when we got to the stage of sending out cuts to, um, to executives and directors and all that kind of stuff, the stuff was really uneven because there was no way of AB in between cameras and whatever. Um, so from like, from whenever the assistant finished prepping the, uh, the sequence. So once the the editor was like, okay, this sequence is good to go. Then the assistants do all their work with the sound and and graphics and effects and all that kind of stuff from when they finish, until nine PM, was how long I had to do a balancing pass on the episode, and that could be one hour or it could be like three. What? Hours. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, just to try and get
0: it. Not, a, not Which a certification pass, school and- did you go to? Because I want to
1: come <laughs> out to friggin' Island and do this. What? <laughs> no, it was it was it was tough. like the. It's it's still the hardest. It's still the hardest. Like. Um, hardest I've ever worked, like most nerve wracking uh, thing that I've ever done. So we were on it for six months um, and yeah, so we, yeah, we do a balance and pass at the end to, to just to try and bed everything in and then that will go off to the execs. Um, season two, thankfully they brought in someone um, with a lot more experience in daily's color um, than me, a guy called John Reed from LA um, and we switched to the Alexa Codex um, uh, kind of workflow. Mm-hmm. which was uh which was incredibly impressive uh, the codexes are amazing machines but the size of a dishwasher um and you with 2 10 terabyte um removable hard drives on wheels that slot in and slot out so we ended up having like 20 of those or something i think for all of the the backups and you you graded on the mag from the camera um and just saved the cdl values and then the alexa made all the all the media for us um, and we stuck with that for from season two to season five or six, I think. And then we switched to Colorfront. Um, and Colorfront mm. was was much more, uh, it was kind of node-based. Um, and if you really wanted to, you could get into, into the weeds with doing stuff before and after a lot to try and really um, get as close to a finished um, product as you can. But we just don't have the time. For that, it, it you know, it's a conveyor, it's a conveyor belt. Like right. the longer it takes us to grade, the longer it's going to take the guys who are doing the night shift, which I you know, which I did. I was there with them to get all the stuff processed and then get it to the editors the next day. So we really just have a few hours to get everything from that day's uh, from that they shoot kind of done and dusted and 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 off.
0: So what's happening like you are you know balancing everything getting everything in the in the proper world handing it off to the editors and they're editing yeah. it then it's going to the post house or or a finishing studio
1: Well we were we were in the po- so we we were in the post house with the editors so like I literally worked downstairs from them So once it was baked into the DNX36 for the Avid media mm-hmm straight up, straight into the the, um, the network storage and the editors had it uh, that morning. Um, once it goes, or once the editors have locked the cut, everything we do gets deleted. So when they conform it back to the full res rushes, it's all back to log and nothing that we do stays. Um, so Joe or Gary, who would, uh, Joe did like seasons I think two to eight. I think, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly, Gary did season one. They won't have seen anything that we did, um, because it, they just they just delete it. It's it's done. Dailies are done, and um, everything goes to log for for the final so grades.
0: Is that sort of like a standard? That's just how the process
1: works. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's sometimes yeah i mean you always want to go back obviously to the log grades um whenever you're doing final because you have so much more breadth to move and because we can only do um your lift gamma gain uh some contrast saturation and in color front there was a couple of other little tools that you had in the toolbox but you know no secondaries no windows like nothing like that um I mean I guess maybe sometimes the directors might have said hey I really like how this is looking like can we get stills and we'll send it to um mm-hmm. we'll send it to final um but that's you know that didn't really happen all that much but yeah standard practice is just blow everything away re reconform up to the highest um the highest version that we have and send it off to to finishing
0: and then what's happening are you part of like creating show lots? is is that something <laughs>
1: Yeah, we we were, and I still am. I've I've kind of brought that um, that kind of workflow into my. Um, now that I'm doing final color, I've brought that into my workflow. Um, so every season, whenever a new DP would start, we would show them the show lots that we had, and everybody wants to make their own little tweaks. Some people like to shoot slightly under, slightly over. Yeah. Some people like to ride that kind of exposure line, um, and we would make up some lots to um, to kind of. Uh, show what their what their creative intent was, but still having to stay within the looks of the worlds that were established because the show has so many there's just seven kingdoms and each like King's Landing is different from River Run and River Run is yeah. different from uh, Winterfell and Winterfell yeah. is different from the wall, which you yes, know exactly. Um so there were parameters that they kind of had to stay within, but they still got room to room to move and room to be creative. Um and now that I'm doing final, um, if the production kind of has the um will allow it, I will bring the DP in before we start and we'll sit down and we'll make a show lot, um, starting with Rec 709, because that's what most DPs will, will want to monitor or will yeah. be used to monitoring in and saying, okay, what are your influences? What do you want to do with this? Um because if they can kind of see one of the big things, if they can see what they are envisioning in the eyepiece, then it makes, you know, it makes their job yes. easier. It makes lighting, it makes yes. um, all that kind of stuff easier because they can, they can, they have a better idea of what that's going to look like. What it also does is, I don't know how many people um, have worked on a job. Commercial is completely different. Worked on a job where the director and the producers... And the DP have seen a um a piece an episode or a film or whatever one way for yes. fifteen weeks. Yeah, like that's all they all they know right. it as is the offline, and it doesn't matter whether the offline's good or bad. In most cases, the offline isn't great because no matter yeah. how good your show LUT is, yes, yes, you yes. want to have two maybe three LUTs to catch every to catch everything interior day. Right. Exterior day and yes. night. Right. Um, and it's never gonna work a hundred percent on everything, it's it's just not, and there's gonna be stuff that's too dark, stuff that's too bright, stuff that's oversaturated and whatever. Right. But no matter how bad the offline looks, everybody falls in love with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody falls in love with the offline, and the directors and the and the DPs always come in and just think, Oh, I just think the offline had this, and I think it had that.
0: Yeah,
1: and that can be a real struggle if you're then trying to take it in a, a new direction um so the the importance of getting the dp in and having a show up that represents what you're going to try and do yeah means yeah, that yeah. towards the end what you're actually doing is just refining the look that they're already used to that is and then that tip. way yeah like the, i i wouldn't i mean i sometimes i have to but it, if i can i want to work with the dp on day one i go okay you're going to shoot some costume tests like them how you want to like the show and then come in and see me and we'll spend half a day and we'll go through and we'll make some lots and you can take them away with you you can do some more camera tests and then we can refine them and they can be your show lots and our guys are going to be doing the processing so you tell us which lot you want on for you know this scene and that scene and we'll we'll put them on so that everything is how you want it and then when we get into final it's you know it's 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 familiar but it's better Right. Um. So that that's that's where it's just invaluable. You you don't have those hard conversations where people are you know, oh, but the, yeah. you know the offline. I really liked how dark and and crunchy right. it was. You're like, yeah, but you couldn't see anything. We have to you know. Yes. Have to bring it up or, or you know. That is
0: a that's a huge problem in the commercial world because the creative director, just like you said, he's been on the set and he's seen what he's seen through the through the Rec 709 monitor and then. You know, yeah. I try to do a creative grade and I'm still in the bounds of like what the brand is. But, you know, the creative director just keeps going like, hey, man, can we pull back on the saturation? Can we do this? Can we do that? Because it looked like this in real life. Yeah, and I'm that's, just like,
1: yeah, like that's my biggest problem. Like when people are like her hoodie didn't look like that on the set. I was like, the only people that know that is you. You're Jesus. the only person that knows that the hoodie didn't look like that. If it's a slightly different tone right. of blue, but everything else works right. in the scene, then that's that's better. Like. Uh, yeah, people
0: uh, in Transformers not everybody was wearing that teal, you know, it was black. It was supposed to be black uniform, like black shirt, but it looked the way it looked because it looked cool. And you know, so it's just really insane, but I couldn't agree more. And I think that's why I said it's a pro tip to, to have that communication and try to get in because a lot of it's, yeah, I feel like a lot of the people that are starting out, there's just so afraid to speak their mind because they feel like, Oh my God, if I say one wrong thing, like I'm, I'm slashed. And the thing is, that you can save yourself so much of like that heartache and pain, because what happens is that you don't communicate, you keep doing what they want you to do. And then you end up being that guy who just like, you know, just shrugs his shoulders and goes, that's just a job. Like, you know, I just do what they tell me to do, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, that doesn't give anybody any satisfaction. I mean, if production are being, um, if production don't want to do it, there are various ways that you can sell it to them. Like it's going to save them time and money at the end. Like right. they, it really shouldn't be a problem. It's, you know, I would spend half a day if I can, but like you really, you can do it in an hour. Like you can you can have the men after they've done some camera tests and you can just have a chat and, 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 work up some, um, and work up some LUTs. It's really, it's not that big of a, a job. But it's gonna save you so much time and so much heartache at the end whenever you're having to deal with with people who are married to this yes. uh, to this look.
0: So, Scott, let me ask you this: like taking that dailies experience, do you think that that helps you becoming a more efficient, better colorist?
1: It definitely taught me the economy of of grading in that I I really try and do everything um, in as as fewer moves as possible. So, like, Absolutely. um, I just if I can you know if I can do it in 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 three nodes, then I will um i um I am not opposed we'll 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 probably get into some stuff on it. You I'm not opposed it. to using it, to to using a lot
0: yeah,
1: um i will I have built um my own, but there you know, there's a caveat with that LUT packs and all that bullshit. like forget about all that. I have built my own LUTs for the cameras that I like. And to put them in a world where mm-hmm. I don't have to start from scratch every time. Love it. Love and then I just, and then I work from there, like work smarter, not harder. Like yes. I have a lot for the Alexa that dials the green out, softens off the, the shadows and puts a uh, boost some saturation and gets me into a good starting place. Yeah. And then I can go from there and I can start working. Um, and it's just like, I, I really try and do as much as I can in a, a, a small, uh, uh, space as i can as few nodes as i can because i just get i get like when i'm looking at them i think oh, if i do i change the contrast here or do i do it and if i do it there because you you know yourself like with the way resolve works and the way the nodes and stuff are laid out. If you change contrast here, sorry, you can't see me. If you change contrast here versus changing contrast here, yes, it does do two different things.
0: Yes, one hundred. So I you exactly you
1: know, and it. they're 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 compounded as, as they go along, and that that always kind of because you know, basically, every I'm self taught. Like we you know, Same. watching John and watching the the um, the other guys work was was great. Um, and after I think it was after season one, whenever Game of Thrones, you know, it looked like it was going to be. It looked like it was going to get picked up, and everything was going to go. So the guys were, they the the building that they that they rented from our post house was just going to basically stay as is. They're going to leave it for six months, and then they're going to come back in six months. And that's, yeah. so I asked the producer, um, can I use the the Resolve? And they had. Do you remember the old? Um, do you remember the old Panasonic plasmas that everybody used to love? Oh, like the the old great again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they have one of those um, and a resolve and a, a basic panel and, and whatever. So I said, look, wh- while you guys are gone, can I use this? Uh, and they said, yeah, sure. That's that's fine. Um, and so I started just saying to uh, to my boss, like, hey, I kind of want to do a little bit of this grading. So if anybody comes with anything, because back then nobody was asking, like, our, we had like, two online editors they would maybe do a bit of a light pass yeah, 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 on yeah. stuff that was going out but there was no colorist we, yes. we didn't have a colorist or anything like that um, and he said you know i don't really, I don't know if there's like a i don't know if there's if there's the, enough work yeah. for you to do that like you're yeah. gonna have to be an assistant editor and like do this on the side i was like okay fine
0: yeah
1: um and a director called mike lennox um came to me and said he's got this short and, you know, he'd heard that I'd done a bit of grading and did I want to do a pass on. I said, yeah, great. So he did, so we did that. It was a great short called Boogaloo and Graham. Um, and then about six months later, it got nominated for a BAFTA
0: for oh, Best Shorts.
1: man. Let's go. Um, and then, uh, like, a couple of months after that, it got longlisted for the Oscars. Uh, <laughs> and then, and, yeah. And then it got shortlisted for the Oscars. So they got the Oscar <laughs> nomination for Best Shorts um and then i was just telling everyone who listened it's like i agree hey i graded that, that hell short yeah. Oscar that was Oscar <laughs> hell yeah um and it just kind of slow it took a couple of years um i think probably about four years after that then we built uh, the, the picture that you shared on your instagram is my is my suite at the office yes um so it. we built the suite, um and i've been doing final color for five six years now and then every year when when game of thrones came back i i I stepped in and helped out with the with yeah. the dailies color um, on that as well. But all the while, just trying to work towards doing final.
0: Dude, just such a good life. And and the moral of that story is that, you know, commit first and then figure the details out oh, later. Yeah. you know, Say
1: yes and figure it out later. You're like, there's no, like, what's the worst? What's the worst that's going to happen? Like, as long as you're reasonably confident that you can do it, you right. can just figure it like it's...
0: You know, I have uh, I have this guy that, you know, slipped into my DM yesterday and he's like, Kazi, I'm just starting out. I don't know the first thing about color grading. Um, I'm watching your videos and all that. And he's like, hey, how much should I charge? And I said, why is that on your mind? I'm like, you don't need to charge anything. The people who give you work should be charging you. You should be paying them. Because you're getting professional work. And I'm like, you don't know the first thing about color grading yet. So I'm like, forget about that. I'm like, I just took on a gig two days ago because it's a friend of mine. And I saw it and it's one of those Vimeo pics. It's one of those epic looking documentaries, like mini documentaries that I'm like, oh my God, I need this. And I cut a deal with them. I'm like, listen, I'm going to use this for my tutorials. I'm going to use this for my paid course. Are you cool with that? And I'll do it. And he's like, yeah, I fucking love you, dude. Like, let's do this. So it's like there's so many other ways than the monetary value, like where you start with, because that relationship is just broken from the get go. If you just come from that mindset, you know.
1: And, yeah. I'm, I'm... and you, you just you you just need to be careful of all of that stuff. Like I'm I am always very cautious of of um working for working for free. Definitely, if you're getting stuff out the other end, like if you're getting you're getting yeah. the footage and you can use that for the other, for the other. But there are definitely people out there who are going to try and get a free grade. Right, right. Um, and like you've always got to you've always got to be careful. And you know, I've had calls from DPs that I've worked with, and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm kind of thinking about doing this for for." For this short and whatever, like and oh yeah, we can you know we can talk about that. We can work something out. It's like oh no, I thought maybe you could just explain to me how to do it, and then I could, and then I could do it. I was like, oh, mm, my god, yeah no, I'm not gonna, yeah I'm not gonna. Oh my I'm god, it happens that.
0: all the time where somebody's yeah. like, hey Kazi, can you just cook me a let real quick, dude? I'm looking for <laughs> that look and I'm like I'm on it I'm on it I, I just told my wife hey I, I gotta leave we were at dinner but I told her hey I gotta go home I gotta cook this dude a lot you know <laughs> that's, that's what needs to happen um, Scott I want to ask you this so working on a show like Game of Thrones does that open you up to like just does does it blow you up like you know where people are just like okay you know
1: Um, yeah, yeah I think I think it certainly didn't hurt um, whenever it came time and I was like okay I'm I'm gonna be putting myself out there as a colorist from now on, and then to to have HBO like there's people who could work their whole careers and never have an HBO drama like that. HBO dramas are the are the peak peak yes. of 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 drama, nice. um, and for it to be not only an HBO drama but to be probably the biggest drama of the last you know period, 25 years, dude, like, period, yeah, like. <laughs> it's it's um it's insane so i think that that definitely did help and i, I had like a couple of online magazines like kind of seek me out to have a chat and and that sort of thing um john uh, reed who was uh, the the lead around uh, uh, ran the dailies department um did an interview with american cinematographer magazine um and uh, made sure to give me a name drop inside so i have like the I have the the copy of American Cinematographer yeah. magazine somewhere. Um, so, cool. so yeah, like it definitely doesn't hurt, and it, regardless of whether your name is beside Daily's color or Final color, yes, against a show like that, it doesn't matter. Massive. Um, it, it yeah, it really doesn't matter. Um, uh, you know, I've been we've been very lucky here in in Northern Ireland where we've had a real um a kind of resurgence. I would not even a resurgence because we never had a resurgence. We never had the the. Too much going on to start with. Um, like a real uptick in in high quality dramas coming here, um, and that's thanks to to Northern Ireland Screen. I, I'm sure you guys have something similar, where you have like a, a body. Um, like I see at the end of uh, at the end of show American shows that I watched, like Made in Georgia and those yeah. sorts of uh, things. Well, Northern Ireland Screen do the same thing. They they entice people to come here with yes. uh, tax breaks and match right. funding and all that kind of stuff. And they did that with Game of Thrones, and because that went so well, now every year they give a first-time filmmaker and a first-time writer uh like 300000 dollars to do their first feature. Um, and for the last I think four years, I've colored all of those features for them.
0: Dude, um, so, so like rad. that's
1: been great. Like, and that's such a great thing. Like they're getting they're getting their big shots um to to make their first feature, and then at the same time. Like I'm getting a shot to create, like yes. a full feature film, like that's that's great. Um, and then Line of Duty, which is the biggest the biggest drama on UK Looks TV, okay. yeah, yeah, shoots shoots all um all here, and they decided, uh, I I you know I I don't really know they had a they had a colorist um, and for whatever reason they decided to ask me to do season five, which I was thrilled to do. Um, and season six is was supposed to be filming now, but obviously the, the COVID thing kind of um. Shut that down, but I think we're you know hopefully they're gonna they're gonna start soon, and I'm gonna do season six for them. Um, so we've we've been very very lucky, um, and uh, long may it continue. Yeah.
0: So are you mostly working in uh, long form like TV and uh, features?
1: Yeah. um, Less so. I mean, I do. I probably do. I think I've done two features this year, and I think I have another one planned um i do a fair amount of drama and documentary that probably takes up makes up the bulk of my time um and uh you know features are are great when we when we can get them but yeah drama and documentary take up most of most of what i'm doing
0: and what's the timeline that you're given on average i know everything is every show is different and
1: yeah but for so i'm doing it i'm for TV, like I'm doing a, a show at the minute um called Bloodlands, which is gonna be on BBC, I think sometime later this year. Uh, big budget drama. Um, we have I usually about three days to do the first episode because okay. we we gotta get the look and that there, you know, there's a lot goes into a first episode. Um and then two days for every subsequent episode, And it's a sixty minute um it's a sixty minute episode. It's Thirty minutes uh, a day. That's fast, dude. Thirty minutes a day, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's tight going, but it's definitely doable. Hmm. It's tight going, but it's doable. Um, and it, it becomes more doable. The more the, you know, the further into it, you get like the first episode's always tough, yeah. uh, second episode, it gets a bit easier. Third episode, it gets a bit easier. Um, and you know, then it, it's, it becomes a bit more, um, a bit more routine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tight and it, it's funny because you know, you, nobody would get, so 60 minutes is two thirds of a feature, right? You would, nobody would ever give you three days to do a no feature. No way. No way. Yeah. Like th- that, that, just wouldn't happen. But, um, but in drama, it seems to be, you know, they, they, I don't know whether, I mean, it is a budgetary thing as well, right. but I don't know if they, they see it as it being kind of less cinematic or, or what, but yeah, like two days, maybe three days seems to be about the average uh, for us. I don't know what it's like um for you guys.
0: I think it's like four, like three to four days here. Yeah. But let's yeah. talk about. I, I want to talk about then the what gets slashed. Like so, so for you. So you know, you're working on a feature. You get two to three, or maybe four weeks. You're working on a show that's giving you literally two days. Then what are the things that you're just kind of like, okay, I'm not doing this.
1: <laughs> um, all the extra stuff that um that people kind of expect colorists to be able to do these days so object removal like keying uh like basic vfx and that yeah. kind of stuff the stuff that people come into the room and you know a year ago two years ago you would have said hey that's an online fix like, yeah that's exactly not me. whereas nowadays you're kind of expected to have to right. to do uh, which is you know i don't mind learning new things and stuff but at the same time i want to color i want like, yes, to that's what i want same. to do i don't want to you know, I don't want to remove a smoke alarm from a ceiling because no like way. your art department missed it or whatever. Right.
0: I got I got so a guy that... in the Russia, I got a guy in Russia that I just send this stuff to. Like anytime, <laughs> even down to a wire removal. I'm just, I am so, I'm like my dad. My dad is like, just doesn't even know how to spell computers. And I am like that when it comes to VFX, like where I just voluntarily say no. Like this is where yeah. I draw the line. I'm going to pay out of my pocket somebody to just do it for yeah. me and you know i created a pipeline that works it's, you
1: know. <laughs> every every so often there's one where and it's 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 always just a little bit of fun whenever you have like the execs in the room or whatever and they ask you about oh do you think we'd be able to maybe do that we really don't want to send it to vfx and you take a look at it and you go that's easy and you're like yeah i can take care of that and you do it like quick quick and it's done and everybody's super impressed yeah "Yeah, okay that's that's fine but like all of that stuff you just have to say okay i'm gonna have to leave that you're gonna have to leave that for the online it'll get sorted nobody's gonna you know it's not gonna get left but right we this is the grade and we need to and we need to focus on focus on that yeah um i just i just finished a feature um we're actually waiting for the um the cinemas to open up here again so we can get a, a dcp review um done properly in a in a theater with the with the sound and stuff and then we'll make the last final tweaks to the grade um, but that was like just over two weeks we had to do that and it's only like a i think it's like a 92 minute feature
0: yeah
1: um, and we're just over two weeks but like on our, on our long drama we get two days oh, man, um that is but it, i mean it's not it, it's not on it, it's not unreasonable and it's not it and it's not um Like, right down to the wire to get it done. It's all doable, but it's just like, yeah, like there are some things that just kind of have to just have to let sit and go, I wish I could do a bit more with that, but we need to move on. Everything's looking good and you know, everybody's happy.
0: Now, let's talk about like one question that I keep getting from everybody all day long, and you know, I have my own answer, but. Uh, VFX pipeline with color grading. So you know, people are just so confused about like, oh, should it get colored first? Should it, you know, yeah. should the VFX be done first? So like, what's, how does it go down with you?
1: For us, we we have a, a really good in house VFX team, um, and the normal pipeline is that we'll just pull straight log DPX, and they can have the show lot, um, and that's uh, and that's usually they'll want to work on the on the log um because everything just beds in easier and you know I always find whenever you're um you know if they were to work on the show lot the show lot isn't the final Mm -hmm. look and things can get things can kind of change in a way that is going to affect the objects that they're putting in it's different for like massive budget things where you know you're in the grade and all of a sudden they say that's a VFX shot and you can, you know, you can send them the grade, but then, you know, they're going to have a team of 10 people that are going to send that VFX shot back to you, like, you know, almost immediately, like, or, or, you know, within, you know, within the day. Right. Um, But uh, yeah, we kind of stick to, um, to keeping everything log, um, either DPX or EXR, um, if we're, uh, if we're doing something that's, um, that's ACEs or, you know, anything like that. but try and keep it as simple as possible, really, and uh, yeah, just let them use the Showa or a Rec Seven Hundred Nine. Yeah,
0: I think I'm losing you. Hopefully, you'll come back.
1: Are you? Are you losing me? No, I got you. Okay. Okay. Good. I good. Um, so yeah, I think you know, simple as po- keep it as simple as possible is like the is the best is the best way for that because yeah, you're right. It can get bogged down, and you know, yeah. there's nothing worse than. Downloading a shot and looking at it, and go. This is the wrong color space. Like right. this is this isn't this isn't gonna work. Um. So yeah. I
0: feel like TV is just getting really, really close now. Like we're just getting to a point where things are looking cinematic, and we're we're kind yeah. of like borderline. What's TV and what's film? And even yeah. if you watch shows like uh, story wise, I feel like I can't really get in get into it. Uh, the Witcher, but watching it in Dolby vision, like in 4k on an OLED. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I am like pausing on the frame, like going frame by frame and I'm going, Oh my God, it's shot in 8k. And you know, Oh my, it's just gorgeous, right? Like it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, like beautiful. So I'm just thinking to myself, that gap is, you know, just, it's getting there. We're, we're there. Get, yeah. But-
1: and I think that, that like, HDR, I think, is what's really helping that. Not that it gives anything a cinematic feel, but right. the difference between watching something in SDR and HDR is it's so night and day different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, I, I I don't really care too much about 4K if I'm watching something yes, exactly because I'm never really watching it at a at a viewing distance where it's yes. really going to matter. Yes. Um. But going from SDR to HDR feels like going from standard def to high def. Like that was a big yes. jump. And then going from SDR to HDR is just like it, it just it pops so much and it makes everything look uh, as long as it's done well, because HDR yes. is still new and people people are definitely still figuring out exactly 1, what to do. Percent. Yes. Um, Grading wise. I haven't done an HDR show yet. Um, I am I really want to, but I'm also super nervous to do one. Um, but, I, I you know, I can't wait until somebody comes along and says, no, we're going to do because um, I yeah. did a show for. Uh, uh it's actually not out here yet but it's out in the states on netflix called marcella okay and um, with anna Freel. um and because it was for netflix they initially had said about doing hdr and i got kind of excited um but it eventually it it, it didn't happen um but we shot on the sony venice yeah love that camera which oh my god the camera is is gorgeous so absolutely gorgeous <laughs> um we shot like uh two three nine so shot all anamorphic lenses Beautiful. um and then uh punched in to uh to a two to one so just basically lost everything yeah. left and right yeah and then punched in two to one for um for for broadcast right. and it looked like that's one of the things that one of the the things that i'm most happy like most proud of like the grade i think and the, the cinematography looks brilliant yeah so it's on netflix season three is what i did like if anybody wants to go and check it I'm out like, check it i out. think it's really impressive um so yeah i can't wait to do my first to the art grade
0: yeah i mean it's so what, what what i was getting at is that let's talk about it i know you didn't grade it but the long night episode three season eight you know gets so much heat for what happened but yeah it is so crazy that when i watched it as a colorist I was just like, I am in heaven because to to get lost in the story to a point where you're doing this on the screen and trying to figure yeah. out what is really happening and what's where, that's, it's the long night. It's the dark night. Yeah. It's the, you know, it's, it's um, the uh, show that Jill graded uh, recently that came out on Netflix, the um, haunted or haunting of the hill house or something like that. I think oh yeah. That, hell
1: yeah. 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 I yeah. mean
0: think of that show, right? It's like such a different, it's such a unique grade, like where everything yeah. just sits right there. You're just like, oh man, you know? So what's yeah, your take I was on looking,
1: it? Like, um, so the, I think, I don't think that the, the problem with that episode was anything to do with brightness levels and it was everything to do with compression. Yeah. I think whenever people were complaining about not being able to see it, I would say it's because the vast majority of people who were complaining were watching illegal downloads of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they weren't watching it on proper televisions, mm-hmm. proper calibrated televisions. Um, there was a guy that this is, uh, I was buying a sofa and, uh, I was sitting down with the guy who was trying to sell me the sofa and, uh, you know, he had to ask what I did, and I told him I was a colorist. He's like, "Oh, what's a colorist?" You know, you get like you get that. Yeah, yeah, like, you the, what yeah, yeah, yeah. one hundred. Um, um, uh, and he's like, "Oh, did you work on Game of Thrones?" Blah blah blah. And the the episode had just aired like a week or two before. He's like, "Yeah, what was up with that episode?" Like, I just, I really couldn't see it, and I didn't want to get into the whole thing. And I was like, "Well, where were you watching He's like, "Oh, I was watching it on my phone in the break room at the back." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, like that's not. Of course, you couldn't see it on your yes. phone." Like that's not what it's built for, and what you know, what shitty streaming service are you like illegally streaming it from, right. and all that kind of stuff. Like the compression and the macro blocking and all that kind of stuff that goes into that is what really mushes up the shadows, yes. and you and you lose the detail. Um, I watched it on a nice TV, yeah, and I thought it was great.
0: Let me ask you this: like, there is one thing that I'm gonna have to say, HBO. Sucks at compressing these things. I feel like when it when it comes to Netflix, Amazon, they just got it down. I feel like Amazon better than Netflix. I'll go that far because I'm a pixel peeper. I got a seventy seven inch that I sit like four feet from, and I even get closer, <laughs> and I'm just a like you know frame by frame guy. So keeping that in mind, I feel like Amazon tops Netflix. Netflix is has standardized everything, which is really amazing. So in a long yeah. run, they'll probably be better than everybody in terms of like, you know, how it looks. But with HBO, man, it's just such a letdown because, yes, with Game of Thrones, every episode that it doesn't matter. Nice TV, bad TV, one gig down, one gig up, fiber connection, like you, it's still there. To a point yeah. where I just bought uh, the season eight in four K HDR. So now I'm stoked to watch it <laughs> actually on a hard. Yeah,
1: you get yeah, and you're gonna get to see exa- you're gonna get to see what everybody <laughs> intended. Like yeah. Fabian, the the um the DP who shot uh, that episode. He also shot like uh, Justice League and Sherlock and oh uh, you know all God. this other stuff. He's he's a phenomenal DP. Like <laughs> Fabian is just the absolute best. Um, and he knows exactly what he's doing. And you know, you see if you go on and read the pieces online, people are like, Oh, they didn't light it and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you go on, they did light it. Of course they lit it. Jesus. Then nobody is going out in the dead of night and shooting a television show without right. lights. Right. Nobody. They for, is they doing forgot
0: it. to bring their lights. Yeah, that yeah, was the like, thing. They, they,
1: he said, nobody nobody's making nobody's making that call. Like even when <laughs> like the rev the revenant, they didn't shoot with any lights. Famously, right. they did they didn't use yeah, any yeah. any uh, lights. They used all um all daylight. Yeah. But they shot during the day. Right. There's very, very, very few scenes in that film that are anything beyond dusk. Yes. Like, and that's why, like, nobody is shooting without lights. And there's there's behind the scenes pictures online, and you can see all the lights. They, yes. Exactly. They just made a cre- they just made a creative choice. I'm into the creative choice. 100. I think what let them down is that the technology and people's um, setups. Yes. What haven't caught up to what they intended on people um seeing yet th- like if you have a properly calibrated tv i think you're right about the compression uh, w- with 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 uh, regards to hbo um and hopefully i don't know if hbo max is um it's going to be 4k or uh, or that kind of stuff but they're you know they're eventually going to have to get there that everybody's yes. doing it so they, they they will eventually get there um but i think like the number of people whose houses i go into and i have to turn off right like, fluid motion or, yes, like, yes. all of that, like, soap opera nonsense that's built into everybody's TV. Like, people, most people, I would say, are not watching the yes. best possible picture on their television. And people are spending, like, decent money on TVs. Right. But they're just not being set up, which is no. why I'm kind of excited about the new LG, like, with the the filmmaker or... What oh, are they my called? God, Film... the filmmaker yeah. mode is... Yeah.
0: It's crazy, right? Because I got the C6 HDR 2000. So I calibrated that screen, you know, through Calman, yeah. I calibrated it. And the craziest thing is that after my calibration, which is under, you know, uh, two delta average, even with that, compared to the filmmaker mode, the only yeah. difference is that the filmmaker mode is just a tiny bit more desaturated in the shadows. It's just yeah. like a little dialed back just a tiny bit in the shadows but then everything else is just everything right there else. it lit like yeah. my jaw dropped i'm like what just happened so <laughs> beyond impressed. that's huge
1: i think that's huge yeah
0: yeah and it turns everything off right so all that soap opera effect and you know all yeah. those things like it turns all those things off um but you know i couldn't agree more you know my brother spends a lot of money on TVs he's he's an it guy and he puts everything in vivid and when i go to his house like my <laughs> eyes my eyes actually start bleeding and then when i take yeah. his tv and start calibrating it he just wants to puke he looks at it and he's yeah. like dude what did you do like i got to put my glasses yeah. on cuz it's like i can't even see anything it's so blurry and blah 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 you know
1: yeah. It's tough. Like I, I got a, um, I brought a, the, the photo spectrometer home to do mine. Um, because once the, the COVID stuff started happening, I'll show you, I'll show you my setup like this is. So, um, so we got the, yep. the, um, element, the elements, the elements there, we have the Sony TriMaster OLED, which I absolutely adore. And we have the LG, uh, B6. I think that one yeah. is, um, but yeah, my dad was like, well, if you're it. gonna calibrate your TV, will you do mine? And I was like, Well, if if I do yours, you're not allowed to touch the settings. Yes. I'm not gonna do it if you're gonna if you're gonna touch it. And he's like, Oh no, I don't want, don't bother them. Yeah. Like, all right, you, exactly. can, you can you can you can watch, you can watch shit, that's fine. Um But yeah, I think we're we're getting to a place, hopefully. Um I've never really understood why those settings existed. Yes. Um it's it's it just seems counterintuitive. Um but you know, I've had uh, I've had execs come into the room and say, "Right, where's the where's the shit TV? Like, where's the TV that we can watch it on that's going to look like what yes. everybody else's TV looks like at yes. home?" Yes. I think like, I don't I don't have one of those. I right. grade for what I know to be technically correct. Yes. And everything else is is down to the viewer.
0: I did do that once. I was working for Vizio, and we were grading for their new lineup, and uh, we did that. We had uh we had uh, my uh bvm setup right so that's like my reference monitor um and then they brought in um their you know top of the line their flagship um visio monitor and we set it up to um vivid because they said that these the spots that you're working on are gonna be like they're gonna be you know on broadcast but also be played like in costco best buy and all these places and those people will just always set it up in vivid. Yeah. So they were like we just want to make sure that we cover that up too and I'm like <laughs> I'm like the range is so huge the difference is so massive east to west. I'm like I don't know how to do it but it was a good practice. We did kind of find like a happy medium and they were super stoked about but that's the thing that I want to I want to get into right so Uh, I didn't have this TV, I had my older TV, I had a B6, and uh, B6 with the Kalman software could not get calibrated unless you hire someone to do it professionally, so it wasn't calibrated. The problem was, anytime it kicked into Dolby Vision, it drove me crazy. It looks so bad. And I just knew that the colors were off, but I just don't know where to go.
1: Where to go with it. Yeah.
0: But like where to go with it? Like I know the, you know, parameters and everything, but I just didn't know where to go with it, which would be accurate. So I watched Mindhunter and I absolutely hated it. The the look, I love the show. I watched season two and it was in Dolby Vision and I'm like, oh my God, it ruined it for me. And then finally I got this monitor calibrated and I put on Mindhunter. That was the first thing that I did season two. And all of a sudden the skin tones started to look like actual skin tones. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to watch yeah. the whole season again.
1: <laughs> like it just, yeah, you know, so it's so- tough. Like it, and it, people still finding their feet with, um, with, HDR stuff. Like, I definitely wouldn't have wanted to be the guy that that graded the first HDR show for Netflix. Yeah, because like the you know, uh, um, there's it, a lot. of Was it of House stuff. of Cards? Um, I
0: th- think it was either
1: House of Cards or Daredevil.
0: Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. I think
1: it might have been Daredevil. Um, because again, like I have the I have the B6. Um, oh. I've had the same trouble with Dolby Vision. It's a little better now. There's been a couple of decent software updates and stuff. But that's why I don't use it as my grading monitor like yes. that's why i brought the the pvm home from from work and um, it's used as my as my desktop somebody in the in the uh, comments it. just asked does, does my red does the red wall behind me not bother me but i have i have a nice 18 yes. gray hell yeah um, <laughs> let's do this yep, on there and i got the nice KEF uh low profile flat speakers which are incredible
0: Man, you i am get- um, you got to draw the line sometimes, you know, like my last place was like 18 percent gray and the windows were like blackout curtains all the time. I started to get like I wouldn't go as far as saying depressed, but I just didn't want to be in that room. I just didn't want to be in my room.
1: Well, that's the thing, like, you know, the reason that you have bias lighting for anybody that that doesn't know is, is to help keep your eyes calibrated. Yes. But the best way to do that is to just step out of the room for five minutes, like just go and make a coffee or whatever, like you can't spend all day in the room i was on a um i was on a, tr- a training uh thing like an online training thing and one of the questions one of the guys asked is uh, he said the same, the, the trainer said the same thing it's like you got to get up and you got to leave like at least once an hour you just take two minutes to to step out i was like but the clients like my clients wouldn't uh, like they're paying me to to be in the seat and and right. to grade, and my clients wouldn't a- allow me we're like allow no right, exactly. you like, like what the hell you take a break say? yeah you take a break whenever you need to take a break um, and it's it's good for your eyes. Like, that's what the bias lighting is there for. But nothing beats just stepping outside. And you know when you step outside for two minutes and come back in – you'll look Everything at a scene that like you've shit. just spent 20, yeah, you just spent 20 minutes grading something. You're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, I know. Like, this, this, like, this isn't right. Right. Um, oh, all so, yeah. the
0: time, or or any project that I've created. I mean, up until recently, like now sometimes I watch a, a few music videos or whatever I've created and I go, that was
1: pretty good. Like, that was pretty yeah, good, but. like I, that's good. Like, once you can get, you can definitely get to that uh, to that place. Like, you're. I don't think you're ever gonna be uh, 100% happy with right. everything that goes out because right. you know sometimes time sometimes camera you know there's there's so much like there's so much yeah. stuff that goes on to making stuff look good um but there's a lot of stuff early in my career that is like out there on Netflix and YouTube and all and iPlayer and all that kind of stuff right. you're like wow I was uh I was really winging it back then Yes, um, exactly. And oh god I wish I could go back and do that over or take my name off it or yeah
0: take my name off that's, <laughs> like, that's the biggest one One thing that I have to say is that my biggest problem used to be that, you know, just the the bratty attitude, like where I did something and I knew it was the best thing for the story and it looked great. And then the director at the last minute came in and just went, hey, dude, can you brighten that up a little bit? And I'm like, wait, what? It's a night scene. And then there's flames going off in the background. Like this works. This is perfect. Silhouette to that fire, you know, that's that's working great. And he would be like, no, 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 dude, I want to see detail in our dude, like lift him up. And then I would just do a crazy sloppy job and just lift my gamma and just like get it done and send it out. And then they print it. And then I look at it and I go, oh no, like why yes. did I do that? Why did I get in my head and yeah. just want to be a brat and just ruined it. You know?
1: there's, a, there's always, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for, um, for fighting your corner on um, But at the end of the day, it's their film. Yes. and you can only you know you can only go so far um i uh, there's a story that I, there's a story that i think about a lot um whenever whenever i'm grading um, and it kind of it reminds me about why why i enjoy what i do and also not to get kind of too bogged down in all of it i'm i'm gonna leave out some names and stuff because i don't want yeah. but a friend of mine told me this story and he was back probably 20 30 years ago whenever he was training and he said the colorist that he was working with was um, trying to wax lyrical about the process um, and kind of uh, getting quite um, into the, the mood and the tone and the story. And all of that stuff plays a part. It does. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're there to make pretty pictures. Right. And he was, yeah. he, was going, he was going on and the DP looked at him and said, just fucking great at dickhead yes and i and i just i just like i really really like that story because at the end of the day like that's what i'm there to do and if i want to put the best image possible
0: right
1: and i will fight my corner for the best image possible but at the end of the day they are paying me for what they want and if they don't leave there with what they want they're probably not going to come back
0: yes I I just could not agree more 1,000%. That was my biggest rookie mistake in the beginning that I would try to prove them wrong and tell them, like I would get into the nitty gritty and tell them why my choice is right. But ultimately it's not about that. Ultimately what it's about is that if my mom sees it and she says, this looks like shit, or (laughs) if she sees it and she goes, I'm going to share this because this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Then that is the end result. Because when you think of the revenant, it's like a really dark subject. It's like, it, when you think about it, you're like, oh my God, this movie should just look like the biggest blob we've ever seen. But it's quite the contrary. It's like one yeah. of the most beautiful things that you've ever seen. Yeah. Because just like you said, you can really simplify it and just put it in those words that, hey, at the end of the day, you got to make shit look good.
1: Yes. <laughs> Period. And that's, what it, yeah, that's what it's all about. Like I, I work with a young director. Like I think this might have been Certainly, one of the first features I ever did, and it was a completely no-budget feature. Like these guys shot it all themselves for no money. Um, Like just they had about five different DPs, like just shooting on whatever cameras they could get hold of. Like you know, fair play to them, they made like a full feature. And me and the director, um, it might have been because he was younger than me. That might have like kind of annoyed me a wee bit. But uh, but we really we got into an argument about a scene because I had made a scene look like like this really cool like kind of downtown tokyo like neo like it it, it, like and i i loved it i loved it so much yeah and he and he hated it it wasn't it wasn't even like oh can we just like can we just dial it back a little bit it was like no this is this is completely wrong we need to change all of this and we got into a we got into a thing about it um and it went on for quite a while probably longer than it should have and eventually obviously he's the director so we changed right. it and about i say probably about two years later he came back with another film um and he brought it up again and i was like he's oh thought like he's Lord. thought but he <laughs> but, but what i'm what i'm what yeah. i thought was he has remembered a bad experience yeah that that was my fault right that was the, that I should have just said you're the ball bo- yeah, like here, here's yeah. the reasons why I like it right. and if you don't agree that's fine then that's we'll fine. we'll move on then I'll change it and we'll move on but I didn't and I was stubborn and I tried to fight for for something that it, it, at the end of the day is not my film um, and he remembered it and you know he could have chosen to take his next film somewhere else because he's like I don't want you know I can't deal with the headache of having yeah. an argument or something like that and that was on that was on me at the end of the day I have to give them Uh, what it is that they want and if they leave happy they'll come back my happiness is secondary to to whatever the production wants or needs Um, and I want to be happy with what I'm putting out so I want to do or actually no I want to know that I did the best job possible yes whether I'm happy with the look or whether I thought I could have done something different that I liked more if I'm happy and I think that I did a good job then that then I've done it that's a good day's work
0: yes take ownership like I, I say listen somebody put in you know even if somebody put in ten dollars and that was their budget that's all that they had if somebody put yeah. in hundred thousand dollars that's all they had don't do injustice don't just take on somebody's project because you want to make a quick buck and then you complain about it bitch about it and then give them something that is not going to take them anywhere and it's going to like just shit on their product because yeah it's the first version of whiplash was not done properly and was not professional, it would not have gotten the eyeballs that it did then when it turned into an actual whiplash. So everybody has to be honest, you know, throughout this entire pipeline. And that's just a discipline. And that's like the the values that you should carry, you know, as a professional. And that's a
1: very- You know, the time to fight your corner is gonna be times whenever they come in and say, hey, here's what we've got. We shot it all on iPhones, or we shot it all on like you know, like DSLRs or right. whatever it is, and you know we only had enough money for like two or three lights or whatever, but we wanted to look like Blade Runner. Yes. And then right. at that point, you go, your film can't look like Blade Runner.
0: Right.
1: Like you're not Roger Deakins. You didn't light it like he, like most of Deakins stuff comes in camera. Like there's there's yes. not a like there's not yeah. a lot of grading that goes into Deakins stuff. Right. Um. So you just, so you, and that's whenever you have to say, look, we have to be honest with each other right. about what is possible and what we're going to be able to do and achieve. I want to give you the best image that you're happy with, but we have to be realistic about what we can achieve right. with the material that we have.
0: And just be honest, like, I mean, I just worked on a on a short film and I created this really cool, it was a superhero, you know, short film, and I created this Justice League inspired, like, just really pushed the deal in orange and just kept it on that cusp. But then the skin tones are looking right and I, I was just so proud of it. I was so happy, sh- you know, sharing it with my wife. and she's like you know you're, you're acting like a when you were 20 working something you're so happy. <laughs> and i turned that in and uh, the dp um, loved it he sends it to the director and the director absolutely hates it he's like dude where did you find this guy what happened he's like <laughs> i he's like i lit him with tungsten lights and daylight i want those colors i don't want them to be shifted to like this you know because it what happened to him is what you said earlier he got used to looking at those dailies for so long yeah. that he's like, "Give me that," and to which I said, uh, "Don't call me again." I'm like, "I'm not <laughs> you this." I'm like, "This is just a waste of my time. I'm done." Yeah, you know. So it's like you have to pick your battles too, right? Because I know. That I know more than them, and they're green. Like there's going to be a point in your life when you're dealing with people that are just you know green. They're just starting out, and they're just trying to play the boss man role. And you can just put them in their place. You can just be like, you know, hey, just sit down, yeah, just stop. (laughs) (laughs) It's (laughs) not (laughs) time, brother. This was a freaking blast. I had like thousand questions here, and we just ended up like talking, like we know each other for four years. So this was such a great time. Do you wanna just give us like a piece of advice for people that are aspiring, that are just starting out, and and you know want to know what what's the roadmap, the
1: proper? Oh, way? The roadmap is to try and take whatever you can get, like daily, just because you start out at doing dailies color doesn't mean that you're not good that that's what you're going to be doing um like for the rest of your career like it, it, you know you can you can work towards you can work towards doing final i know tons of people who make a really good living as a dailies colorist and that's what they like to do because there's a whole there's a whole other technical side to dailies color that we didn't even really get to 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 chat about in terms of like archival and backup and like making your um 000. Your matter, all that kind of stuff, like that we didn't get to talk about. And there's people who really kind of relish that sort that sort of stuff. Um, uh, So I would take whatever gig that you can get that lets you color. Um, And if you know if that means doing favors for friends for free and all that kind of stuff, then you know you got to do it daily. Or color is is hard because there is a bit of a barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Like you can shoot mm-hmm. a film on an iPhone. You can get a couple of lenses like, you know, the, the, the I think Tangerine on, the, you know, Netflix, like they, they shot it all yes. on iPhones. Like you can do that color. You, there is a barrier to entry. There is a minimum system requirement. You've got to have a monitor that you can have calibrated. Like you have to be technically correct, yes. which makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, But it's not impossible and it's getting cheaper. Yes. These LGs sound like you are going to be able to buy a prosumer TV and have yes. it as a grading monitor yes so well, whereas before like you're talking 10 15000 like to to get like an okay Easy. monitor Easy. like right. um so i think that that is really going to help um kind of open up color to people that it wouldn't have been accessible to before i could never have done it if i wasn't working at a post house like yes, i couldn't welcome. have invested in the in the old panasonic plasmas and the the, the, okay. the color wheels and all that kind of stuff like that just wouldn't have been feasible um so Take whatever you can get, say yes, and figure it out later.
0: What a great attitude. (laughs) Love you, brother. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. This, just, I mean, I I think that the agenda of these lives is changing a little bit. Like, it's becoming more of a conversation. Um, Do let me know. This is going to turn into an IGTV, so drop a comment. Let me know if you guys are still getting value bombs, because I feel like this is more natural, and it's better for the guests to kind of just be in their space, and then start spitting out like, you know, true value bombs in the moment when he's, you know, on the set of Game of Thrones, what happened, and then giving you that practical knowledge that you can apply it, you know, into your workflow. On that note, you know how much I love you guys. Yesterday, I hit 150,000 followers, and uh, I wouldn't be here without you guys. So I, I love you. I appreciate you. This is going to go on my IGTV, and eventually it's going to be a podcast. Uh, thank you, Scott, so much. Please give him a follow, Scott underscore Evil. Um, he, just such an amazing dude. He's so genuine. You can just you know slide into his DM, ask him anything. He's going to reply back. So uh, there are very few people that are as humble as he is in our industry. So definitely appreciate that. Love you guys. Peace. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode.